Get it out of your system. Yeah. Right. Hi, all, and welcome to our podcast, Magnum She Wrote. My name is Erin, and with me today is my very charming husband, Cameron. So I have a question for you. For me? For you. Yes. Have you ever been to a drag show? No, I haven't, actually. Not, uh, I would love to go to one. They're fun. I've been to one. Yeah? Once. One once? One once. I bet it's fun. I was, let me see here, I want to say it was 19. I was, like, on the cusp of 18, almost 19. Right. And this was in West Virginia. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. How weird is that? <laughs> that, that? That's cool. And it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot of stuff that night. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a, what did you learn? Oh, interesting things about clothing. <laughs> oh, And where right. things have to go if you're a man dressing up as a lady. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting. I got, I got firsthand knowledge of that. Aaron. Yes. <laughs> Why are you bringing up drag queens? <laughs> well, interesting segue. Okay. <laughs> is because Kinnicky from Greece dresses up as a lady for this episode of Murder, She Wrote. Birds of a feather. Birds of a feather. IMDB describes it as Jessica's niece. Mm-hmm. Another one. Uh, Victoria. Which, guess what? We do see them again. I, I know. They're repeats. They're repeats. That's that's pretty cool. Well, and like sometimes on like Murder She Wrote, a guest actor will come in and then come back in another season as right. a different character. We're gonna see that with John Aston yeah. coming up. I think it's just funny because obviously they weren't planning ahead for like mm-hmm. binge watching in the future, so they're like, no one's gonna remember that he was in here season <laughs> yeah. two if we put him in season three. Exactly. You know, it's awesome. But anyway, uh, IMDb says Jessica's niece Victoria mm-hmm. is horrified when her fiance is arrested following the murder of a San Francisco drag club owner. Yeah, I'd be horrifying too. Yeah, yeah that is horrifying. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like we're really early into like the whole murder she wrote thing. Really, mm-hmm. even though we're on our seventh episode, I think this is really like our. I think this third... is episode four. Of four, Jessica but Fletcher. yeah, it's we had a two part because there's two parts. Right. Yeah. It kind of upsets me a little bit. We're not in Cabot Cove, but I guess at this point in like the show's career, they hadn't really even established mm-hmm. like Cabot Cove as like her base of operations. You know. Well, no, they did. They did, but in the I mean, previous episode, she was there. Would I mean like if you were like a first-time viewer in 1984, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been married to Cabot Cove at this point. She True. could be anywhere; it yeah. didn't really matter. It's like later that Cabot Cove becomes more integral to the whole show, like mm-hmm. it becomes its own kind of character. Yeah. So right now, like I mean, out of essentially four episodes, two have been in New York. One has been in Cabot Cove, and one has been in San Francisco. Well, really, how many murders should take place in a small town of 3,200? Well, they don't have any burglars, so. (laughs) (laughs) Which means the murder rate is sky high. Right. If you have burglars, there's fewer murderers. (laughs) So, um, big thing. First, we have a lot of guest stars on this one. A lot. A lot of guest stars. And that's another thing with Murder, She Wrote. And I guess it was just like a thing with TV back then. It's just you saw, like, the same people, like, appear in all these shows. I guess they were like on this, like, some sort of circuit. Well, I remember the stigma back in the day is if you were a movie star, like Kaneki, Right. And then you go to TV, that meant your career was suffering. Yeah, yeah. There was that stigma, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the guest stars that you get on Murder, She Wrote, mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a really good get. And it's like every episode they get someone. You're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I know that person. I know that person. This one has three pretty big names. One you're probably not going to know. Okay. You've got Jeff Conway. Yeah, I'm not. Who's that? Is that Kanicki? That's Kanicki. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. I only okay. know okay. <laughs> We're starting off in a bad place. That was like the big one. That I, I thought you would know. I only know him as Kanicki. Okay. 
So we're only going to refer to him as Kaniki. I can yeah. guarantee you. Guarantee That's you. the last time I'm going to say his name. <laughs> and then we have Martin Landau. Yeah, he's big. He's big. He's big. He's big. He ended he's up, big. Didn't he win the Academy Award for Ed Wood? I want to say he did, but yeah, maybe not. And then uh, we have Gabe Kaplan. I, That's the one I figured you would Yeah, know. who's that? Gabe Kaplan. He's the comedian in the uh, Freddy. Oh, uh, in, yuck. Freddy two times? Freddy two, <laughs> <laughs> Freddy two times. Freddy, Gabe Kaplan was Cotter of Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. Hey, Mr. Cotter. Yeah, I never yeah. really watched Mr. Cotter. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, this is like Nick at Night stuff I saw when I was like I'm a kid, but. familiar with it. But yeah. only because people... of John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta. Yeah. And um, but no, I don't really know anything about it. He him. was like the teacher. Like, um, welcome back, Mr. Carter. If I recall correctly, it was like a Boy Meets World type situation. It was just like okay. a teacher in his class. Okay. He was like, like Mr. The... Iglesias. The yeah. newest show on Netflix. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I have never seen it. Uh, I, I think he's a teacher and he teaches history, as the Netflix preview has told me. But yeah. that's that's all I know about it. Let's talk about those Netflix previews. <laughs> I'm getting annoyed that they, they need, pop up. They need to just If like, I want to watch cool the preview, it. I will press play. I will press play. I am capable of pressing play. Don't just I, yeah. scream your preview at me, exactly. Mr. Iglesias. <laughs> I'm just trying to search for something to watch. So I need some my cursor just to like sit somewhere. I need some. I need time to be able to read the yeah, the, 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 cat, the I don't want like a movie starting while yeah. I'm reading about something else. Yeah, please stop yelling at me. Yeah, stop yelling at me. Okay, Netflix, <laughs> that's it. Oh, and also, am I continuing to watch this program, Netflix? Yes, I am. You're a binging station. <laughs> Get over. This is what we do. I will we tell watch you, more than three at a time. I will tell you when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, watching. exactly. So stop asking I mean, me. You know, you might want to say instead of continue watching. You should say, have you used the potty? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Remind I people. I mean, remind people to get up off the couch and, and It's do like stuff. the Warcraft kids who die because they don't go to the bathroom for three days. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> anyway, those kids with their Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the movie, the movie, the show starts off with San Francisco looking very vertigo. It's in the same yeah, sort of yeah. place. Um, He's in a nice velour jogging suit. Who? Who? Martin, La- Martin Landau. Martin Landau, yeah. in the, and then uh, Kinnicky comes running up, and he's got a he's nice... He's in, like, a five-piece Yeah, suit. and he comes jogging up. He's got up. the vest, the tie, the jacket, the pants, the shirt. That's five pieces, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks good on him. Yo, actually, you know, Jeff Conway, yeah. um, R.I.P., he, um, he looks great yeah. in this episode. There's oh, yeah. really no reason why his career should have stalled, unless mm-hmm. he had some personal things that were... Yeah. Like, I think he's fine. Um, but anyway, he, he goes up to Martin Landau, who's Jeff Conway plays a man named Howard, mm-hmm. Howard Griffin, Martin Landau. And this is the last time I'm going to use the word Howard. I'm going to yeah. call him Kanicki from yeah, now on. Yeah, because you were talking about Howard and Jeff Conway. I don't know who okay. you're talking about. It's Kanicki. <laughs> Kanicki. Yeah. And uh, Martin Landau plays a man named Al Drake. Mm-hmm. Kanicki runs up or jogs up to Al Drake. He's demanding money. He's been working for Al Drake. We're not really clear. For about th- two weeks. For about two weeks, he wants his money, and he wants out of, like, whatever contract. Yeah, and it in. sounds like they've been doing drugs. Yeah, it really sounds really shady. Yeah. We don't know at this point what's going on. Mm-hmm. We, we don't even know We don't even know who Kaniki is. We yeah. just know these two guys are here. Al Drake is like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. Get and away from me. And tries to stick his dog on him. Fritz. Yeah. Get out of here, like, with grease, lightning, get out of here. Can't believe he named his dog Fritz. If I had a German shepherd, I would not name him Fritz. Well, you know, a lot of people who have, like, German shepherds 
a lot of their commands are still in German. Really? Yeah, my pastor growing up, he had a couple of German shepherds, mm-hmm. and all, all they only understood German. See, I wanted two albino German shepherds, Alistair and Arthas. <laughs> those are good. I those like are it. good names, right? I like those names. Yeah. Strong names. Those are strong names, and then I can be like, sick them. <laughs> But, and then I wanted like a little little tiny dog named Dano, and that way I could be like, sick him, Dano. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, from like Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a thumb, it'd be sick him. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I'm all murder mysteries. <laughs> just moving that like that. Okay. Oh, is that better? Well, because it, sound comes, be better it now? comes from both sides. Oh, okay. Otherwise, it's recorded. You wanted people to hear me say sick him? <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted my thoughts on I dogs. Wanted them, I wanted them to hear what I have to say about anything. Oh, okay. I see. Yes, that makes much more sense. <laughs> much more self serving. <laughs> no, the people are going to want to hear this. <laughs> anyway. My thoughts on dogs are interesting. <laughs> and then, this is prime podcast material, man. It's all about dogs all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so I didn't even have a dog. <laughs> Martin Landau tells Kaniki to scram. He says, get out of here, you right. bum. So You're... then he continues jogging down. And boy. another guy accosts him. Mike accosts him. And he's like, he's talking about the same kind of thing. Hey, you promised me this and that, and why have you reneged? We don't really know what's going on. We have But no they're idea. basically singing the same exact tune. Well, this is what I loved about this. Okay. There's like, and it's only like a ten foot stretch where this guy's been jogging. I, I know. I mean, I mean like, and I'm already jogging, two people have threatened his life. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm jogging, guys. <laughs> and it's like, and it wouldn't be murder she wrote without some jogging no. in it anyway. In I a mean, velour like, suit. In a velour suit. Yeah. Because Jessica Fletcher doesn't jog in this one, so no. they were like, we got to give people some jogging. This is what the people want. People are gonna change the station. <laughs> But what was interesting about those two scenes... Oh, and I especially liked it. He wasn't wearing an undershirt. You could see his chest hair. Martin Landau's <laughs> Yeah, Martin chest. Landau's chest hair coming out. So, well, what I liked about those two scenes is how well they parallel each other, actually. Right. Because he goes up to Kanicki and he sticks Fritz on him. Fritz barks at Kanicki and Kanicki backs down. Yeah. And then Mike does the same thing. But this time, Mike actually growls at the dog. And, and the, the dog, dog backs away. away. So yeah. that was kind of cool. So we, we jump to now a church. We still haven't seen Jessica Fletcher at this point. Nope. Now we see this woman named Victoria, and she mm-hmm. tells us that her Aunt Jess is coming, so we know she's one of Jessica's multitude of, of cousins. Well, you know, if you have, like, five or six brothers or sisters, you're going to have tons of nieces and nephews. She's such a good aunt, though. Yeah, she she really is, is, like, your favorite aunt. Like this. W- I don't know. I don't want her in my business. <laughs> I don't know. She. Uh-huh. I, let's see how this all shakes out. I mean, unless... Out. I'm accused of murder. That's right. the only time I want her on my side. <laughs> I want Jessica Fletcher just all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so she's there with the pastor of this church. She's planning her wedding to her husband, Kaniki. Mm-hmm. But Kaniki isn't there. Kaniki keeps yeah. canceling out on and her. And the priest is being a total jerk, by the way. Complete. How simple is this wedding? How simple is this wedding? Uh, I have a choir practice going on in five minutes. I've got some tots that want to sing. <laughs> i got some tots in the oven. I mean, <laughs> who want to sing? <laughs> it was awful. He was the rudest priest ever. Or, my bad, reverend. Reverend. Well, pastor. They call him a pastor, no, but he's got the reverend, clerical call. But they call him reverend. Oh, do they call him reverend? Yeah. I don't know what denomination is, because they have like a... Like a priest caller. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's normal in any... I don't know, but regardless, he was rude. He was super rude. He was hey, really rude. Well, and it's like, hey, man, 
You should have set some time aside. Yeah. I mean... Oh, he gave her, like... No, they had already been waiting there for Howard to show up. But uh, he did say they had five more minutes. Yeah. And even though she and Howard only talk for, like, a minute, he's still like, guys, time, 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 time. 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 Well, they still have four more minutes. Yeah. Back off, man. Those yeah. tots can wait. Yeah, they can wait. Until you, it's their turn. You get paid either way. <laughs> <laughs> get paid in God's blessings. God's blessings, man. So, be nice. So, what we find out is uh, Howard is... Supp- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kanicki. <laughs> yeah, who's Howard? <laughs> who's this Howard guy? <laughs> uh, Victoria and Kanicki are supposed to meet Aunt Jess at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, they, and this will be the first time Kanicki meets Jessica. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I got this business thing tonight. I can't go. Mm-hmm. And she gets really angry at him. It's, because he's been blowing her off for the past week. Yeah, she said five nights in a yeah. row. And he blames his job as an insurance yeah. uh, salesman yeah. for, for this. So then she, she's angry. We cut now to a restaurant, uh, a lobster tank with... Uh, with <laughs> main lobsters. Main lobsters. Jessica's really scrutinizing these lobsters. And she asks the people at the restaurant, are you sure these are main lobsters? And he's like, oh, yeah, we have them flown in every day. She's like, maybe they have jet lag. Yeah. <laughs> She's so picky. Oh, she's the worst. Not. I know. <laughs> she's the worst. And, and so then he's like, "Okay, well, which 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 lobsters do you want?" And she's like, "Just pick the first two who are moving." I know. It's like, wow. <laughs> oh man. I think Jessica would be a pretty crummy tipper. Um, I maybe I don't. But know. I don't know. She's very free with her money too. Yeah, as know. we soon find out at the end of this episode, I was really we're upset gonna get about it. We're going to get into that. I was really that. upset about it. We're going to get into that. So, we find out over the course of this dinner that mm-hmm. Kinnicky was an actor. Mm-hmm. When Victoria, his fiance, met him in New York, mm-hmm. he had acted a couple times. He was mainly a cab driver. Mm-hmm. He got the acting bug. But he wasn't really successful at it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to get married unless he like had like a solid future. So they moved out to San Francisco for him to become an insurance salesman. Whatever. Then, then Victoria starts crying. <laughs> and Jessica says, you know, it's okay. It's normal to have like cold feet before, yeah. you know, a marriage. And Victoria says... You read me just like a book. And I'm like, well, you're crying in a public restaurant. <laughs> and you're talking you know, about I, your fiancé. I mean, it's not like you were being subtle <laughs> at all. You're publicly bawling. Yeah, so she tells uh, her Aunt Jess about the perfume and the lipstick, and so she thinks he's cheating. Right, and she went to his insurance job. Even though she's, like, way head over heels for this guy. She is. Even though he, she thinks he's cheating. She is so in love with him. Yeah. It's like, disturbing. It's almost upsetting. So, like, I mean, <laughs> to be, like, you can be in love, but then, like, to just ignore mm-hmm. all these red flags or whatever. Yeah. And she even went to his supposed job at the insurance company. And they said he hadn't been there for a month. He hadn't been there so for a month. So where has he been these past five nights covered in perfume and lipstick? Exactly. I mean, come on. So she says she's kind of like, well, I don't know if I should... I should spy on my fiance. Right. And Jessica's like, you should do it. You should totally do <laughs> you it. You should do That's it. That's the only way you're going to get peace of mind peace is if you mind. spy on him. Yeah. You know, go through his stuff. Figure out all of his passwords. <laughs> Look at his texts on his phone. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's fine. It's all you're about. You're not invading privacy. <laughs> no. 
He broke trust first. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> turnaround's fair play. Okay, so we go to the pinkest club in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. This is, um, she had found these, like, club, what was it? Was it matchbooks or? Matchbooks laying all over his apartment. Yeah, that had this, like, certain club. And she's so like, he's not very good at hiding his cheating. Because apparently the handkerchief he gave her to cry into was covered in lipstick. Lipstick, just covered. So he's not very good at hiding it. Kaniki's not very bright. Not at all. He, it's clear. He's, he's darling, he's a darling boy, but mm-hmm. he, like, he's just, it's not all there. No. He's like a dumb St. Bernard kind of yeah. bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. You want to hug him, but really it's like, you know, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, and I, I think guess... I just insulted St. Bernard's everywhere. <laughs> Are me. they listening? They better not Screw be. Screw you, St. Bernard. <laughs> this is why we started this podcast. Take down those St. Bernard's. They're busy saving lives. Saving lives with their little <laughs> casks around their necks. What is it? Is it whiskey or brandy? Brandy. Brandy? brandy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. St. Bernard's are pretty cool. St. Bernard's are pretty <laughs> Sorry, St. Bernard's. Yeah. St. Bernard's are pretty cool. Why are we always talking about dogs? We are always talking about dogs. Because dogs are great. Yeah, but do they have anything to do with these shows? Actually, they do today. So we get to the Pink Fancy Club, mm-hmm. and there's somebody on stage singing terribly. Terribly. I don't know how that person is a liner. We open up, and we have... We, we start meeting people, boom, 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 at this point. Mm-hmm. We got Bill Patterson, mm-hmm. who is a talent agent. Mm-hmm. We got Freddie York, who's Gabe Freddie two times. Freddie two, Freddie two times. Mm-hmm. We got Freddie two <laughs> times, and they're trying to break his contract. Now, there is a weird thing. Is this real? I don't know. <laughs> Let's play. Is this real? <laughs> I only have ever heard or seen this in Have movies. you ever? <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> People who are basically indentured servants <laughs> to clubs. I have no idea. Is that a thing? No, I don't think like, so. Because it would be like, I'm a comedian or I'm a singer. Well, now, okay, we know that um, the Titanic singer, what is her name? Rose. Oh, Rose, no, no, yes. Celine Dion. Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. We know that she headlines at a Vegas club. That's she probably different. has a contract. That's different to me. She though. probably has a contract. She probably does like work for them. I guess, but these are like small-ish clubs. I mean, this is supposed to be a fancy, mm-hmm. booked-out type club, but like to have like you're the talent, you're the house talent. Well, here. then maybe because he is so good and i'm using that word loosely i did not get his jokes (laughs) but um (laughs) like they would want to keep him as a as a star i guess so he's successful he brings in business and he had apparently signed that contract before he got big yes that's what we find out his agent is trying to break so i don't i don't know if that is a real i i would assume it would have to be well i guess because okay because my concern was like i'm like well, you're keeping these people from You being... have contracts with publishers. Authors have contracts with publishers. Right. So... You can't just go writing books for other publishers right. willy-nilly. Yeah. Unless it states so in your clause, you can. I guess so. Because, like, I guess my concern was, like, being, like, contracted to this club is mm-hmm. preventing you from success. But that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true because well, his then... agent had got him shows on, like, talk shows. And yeah. that was the problem is he had gone on these talk shows or got on this, like, TV mm-hmm. show and he was getting famous Mm -hmm. and he wanted to be free to play bigger clubs right and he was stuck so i guess i guess it makes sense i guess it it does yeah yeah 
It just seems so weird. And it's like a seven-year contract, which is That's insane. insane. Yeah. I only go three years on the lease, and even that is too many years. Yeah. I'm like, can I just do a year-long lease for like, my car? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want more than I that. Don't want, I don't want this responsibility. I don't, I don't want to be with you for a decade. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to be driving the CRV longer than three years. Exactly. Really, I hate that car. So, um, Victoria and Jessica show up to the club, mm-hmm. and they try to get a, a table, which they are told they will not get a table. No. It's not until next week or something. And why is the Major D's so snotty? Major D's are notoriously snotty. Are they? In Hollywood. Are they? Because I have never <laughs> On met shows. one that was such no. a tool. No. They're, they're, Ever. They're always so nice. So nice. They're the nicest people. Nicest people. God's children. (laughs) And then they talk about you terribly behind your back. Well, yeah. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. I don't talk bad about people. No, I talk with the maitre d' about you behind your back. (laughs) Oh, that's, yeah. That's why I always see you guys giggling in the corner. Giggling. Yeah, like little (laughs) schoolgirls. So anyway, Victoria doesn't take no for an answer, though. Mm -hmm. So she sees, like, a placard that has, like, the owner of the club's mug, Martin Landau. Yeah. She turns around, there's Martin Landau, and she mm-hmm. walks up to him, and she says, hey, do you know who that is over there? And he's like, no, who's that? And she's like, that's J.P. Fletcher. Who the hell is J.P. Fletcher? <laughs> finally, like, somebody who doesn't know her. <laughs> yeah, finally. Finally. But we find out she has six best-selling books at this point. Wow. we're a lot under the belt. That is a lot. I don't know how long from the pilot episode until now. Wow. She has written a lot in a short, short, short span. Yeah. And she's like, she's going to be talking to the mayor tomorrow. Mm-hmm. She's going on this show, that show, whatever. So we he's just like, yeah, to... okay, come on in. So because he's... he knows talent. He knows talent. And he, he want... wants to own that talent. Oh, I don't think he wants to own, but I think oh, he wants to Oh, I see be... him as definitely trying to get with that talent. He wants to. Not get... sexually, but just to kind no, of no, 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 no. get that publicity. He, yeah, he wants the publicity. He yeah. wants to be. He wants his club to be like, oh, I had this famous person mm-hmm. here that's good for the club. Yeah, exactly. At this point, I said, the drag show leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, it really does. We that is had... not a drag show. No, 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 no. Not this at is, all. This is 1984 public television's yeah. version, Reagan era's version yeah. of what a drag show would be. And it was nothing like a real one. It was very, I mean, there's camp in drag shows. Mm-hmm. This was the ridiculous. Jo- this the was joke was like clearly jo- like, these are not... These are, men, look, these are like, men dressed yes. as women. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that was the entire joke. It wasn't an actual drag show. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like where empowering. You see, where you see these men dressed as women and you're like, if you're a woman, you're like, oh, this sucks. He's prettier than I am. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah, the joke was clearly like, like I don't even know why this place would be popular. The place yeah. was gaudy. Oh, it was horrible. And these, and the, the drag performers were... Terrible. Terrible. So this one uh, performer. And even Kenicki says that he was like an awful. He was the worst one. He said that he was the worst one, but he was so klutzy, everybody liked him. Well, that's cute. And I. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And so that's why Martin Landau kept him around. Yeah, he would have fired him, but he was so klutzy, he became popular. Yeah. Um, So after the first act sits down, we meet really Freddie York, Gabe Kaplan. Right. Mr. Kata. Okay. And his jokes, <laughs> I said, these jokes aren't just terrible. They're petrified. I mean, oh, no. Let me take that again. Okay, take it again. Take <laughs> it again. Take it again, Freddy, two times. Freddy, two. I got to keep all that in. <laughs> these jokes aren't just stale. They're petrified. Oh, God. That's the type of joke you can expect from a Freddy, two times. 
<laughs> I didn't even understand his jokes, half of them. Well, he had the one uh, where he's like, I met a girl at a bar, and uh, she said she was into astrology. So I, like, I introduced her to my agent or my, my account, account Leo. Leo. I don't, I don't get it. And I don't. I didn't get it. I, I don't get it. I think it's racist. <laughs> I think it is. Okay. I think. Let's not follow that. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I didn't get the joke. I didn't get the. Joke. I didn't get the joke. I didn't get. But like, and those are the types of jokes. And his like setups took like forever. Yeah. Because apparently, according to Jerry Seinfeld and Getting Coffee and Cars or whatever that show is, it's a fun show. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he made a setup like in like half a second. Yeah. It you was got, amazing. You got to find your in. Yeah. And like Gabe Kaplan's taking like, he's like making a meal out of a setup to a mm-hmm. joke that's not even funny. God, no. But apparently he's hilarious. Yeah, the audience and is And the only reason why I believe he's supposed to be hilarious mm-hmm. in the show is because Jessica tells us that he is. Or do you think no, nice? no. She says you have a great sense of humor. Oh, that's which is not saying you're, you're funny. funny. <laughs> that just says you know how to laugh. Oh, that's that's see, see, there's there's a big difference there. All right, another person shows up. See, I have a great sense of humor. I can laugh. That doesn't mean I'm funny. I think you're funny. Oh, I'm hilarious. <laughs> but then we uh, another person shows up, Mrs. Drake. I think it's Mrs. Constance or Candace Drake. It doesn't matter. She's referred to as Mrs. Drake. Yeah, in whatever. Stupid episode. Don't not a famous person that I know of. Uh, her eyebrows were famous. Famous for me. Man, those were drawn on massively. <laughs> I, I all I could see were her eyebrows. Mrs. Drake is obviously the wife of Mr. Drake, Martin okay. Landau's character. She's showed up out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Martin Landau's been having an affair with his uh, assistant. I don't know because it's never really brought up again. Well, like even it, when like Jessica is gossiping with her, you would think something like that would be yeah, mentioned. Yeah, and she doesn't. She doesn't like. But she's not show even any considered... indication. Be like, she's not broken up. Well, no. let's not get too far ahead of no. ourselves. But like. She, yeah. The, the, and nobody even asks about it. The cops weren't like, well, you had an affair with them. It must be just gossip. It I must have just, just been, gossip. it must have just been gossip the way like nine to five I mean, was I, just I gossip mean, with Dolly Parton. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying Martin Landau's character is not a creep, and mm-hmm. I can definitely see him cheating on. Well, he was his definitely wife. staring at her butt as she walked away. Yes. He was, he was definitely a creep, but yeah. I don't know if there was actually an affair going on there. I don't, I don't think there was. But they, but the Mater D. Gets one of the um, bus boys to come over and says, hey, warn Mr. Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife's here. His wife's here. The mayor D goes back. He gets intercepted by Mrs. Stevenson. I, I think her name is um, Barbara. Let's call her Barbara. I don't. Let's call her Barbara. The redhead. Yeah. Barbara yeah. Redhead. Barbara Redhead. I don't, I don't know who she was. Rojo Cabeza. She was, she was great because I loved her. He's a killer. <laughs> He's a killer. It, it was like the best part. She uh, tells the busboy, don't worry, I'll deliver the message that his wife is. And again, so if she was having an affair with him, I think she'd be more mm. like, oh, oh, I better, I, I'll I take better care skedaddle. Of this. I'll take care of this. She, yeah. She's just very professional about no. it. So I don't yeah. think that's, I don't think that's I don't, I, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't, Maybe I didn't get it. Maybe there was something that was like in the writer's room, like they were going to throw that in yeah. and then it just got kind of forgotten because it is, it is brought up, but it's never followed through at all. At all. I was a drop plot line. And she's never even, yeah, she's never even treated as like a serious suspect. Mm-mm. But anyway, so we cut back to Jessica and Victoria watching the show. Mm-hmm. Michelle DuPont, mm-hmm. Mike, the guy who was threatening right. uh, Martin Landau earlier, mm-hmm. who scared the dog. He's on He's stage. apparently a talent. Uh, he's not very pretty. 
He's as a woman, <laughs> and he doesn't sing very well. Well, that's not fair. Yes, it is. Drag queens are beautiful. Well. <laughs> I mean, they really are. Right. Well. So. <laughs> but I thought his singing voice was okay. It was better than the yeah, first I one. Yeah, don't, I don't know. I don't it know. was better I than had, the first I had one. real problems with this drag show because it's nothing like the caliber that I saw in West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia okay. drag shows. No, for high quality drag okay. shows. Okay. And this was like a smallish town in West Virginia. This wasn't even Charleston. This was a smallish town, and they had a better drag queen show. Oh, well, good for them. I'm glad. I'm actually, that's, yeah. that's nice to know. Of actually. course, a pimp tried to get me to go with him to Florida, but, you know. Oh, and he didn't take him up on his offer? No, he offered me a huge wad of cash, too. Ooh. I know. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's creepy. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, um, uh, a, I'm going to just say a quote-unquote woman okay. runs out on stage. Is clearly not a woman. At that, well, Even Brienne of Tarth doesn't have shoulders like that. <laughs> like, like a linebacker. <laughs> like a linebacker. The person runs through the restaurant, trips, falls, mm-hmm. wig comes off, Jessica and Victoria, and they're like, oh my God, it's Howard. Kinnicky. Kinnicky, sorry. And they get his autograph for being so awesome in Greece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica gives a smile when it's revealed that it Kinnicky is, is a drag queen. Which is so wonderful because, like we said, the show itself is not extremely, it's not very sensitive to no. to drag culture. No. But Jessica is yes. to me. She's not judging Howard. Mm-mm. There's no judgment there. It's just like, She finds it incredible. She's, she thinks it's interesting. But not, not shocking incredible. She's not shocking. But like, like interestingly incredible. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's nothing like that. No, she's just like, huh. Yeah. Okay. She's like, hey, this just got fun. <laughs> Yeah. So Victoria, um, so he's locked up. He Barbara had yelled, "Here's a killer!" Catch the killer! Catch the killer! It's hilarious. He he's been captured, mm-hmm. and they say that he was caught with a gun, a gun leaning of, over the dead body of Martin Landau. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna finish? Finish what? Each other's hamburgers? Yeah. We're gonna finish each other's hamburgers or what? I don't want your hamburgers. You put jalapenos on yours. Mm. Gross. <laughs> Victoria convinces his security guard very easily mm-hmm. to be like, hey, can I go and, and visit? He's just my fiance. Can I go talk to him? And the security guard's like, no, this is my job. Like, you can't go in here. She's like, I'll give you my purse. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. There's no way you could hide anything on your person. I'm not going to bother to frisk yeah, you. You go yeah. in and go talk to the, to the person. All right. Don't let anybody know I told you. <laughs> yeah. And they just start. Making hardcore face Hard, kissing. Hardcore making out. Face kissing like hardcore. you can't believe. It's like they're starving people. <laughs> <laughs> and the and only nourishment is the kisses of each other. The lips. Yes. It, like, like they're hungry, they're starving, and their lips are like a plum. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Yeah, That's really gross imagery. I did not like that. Probably, I did not like that. Really think about it. No. I didn't know. I'm no. But to Victoria's credit, I, I suppose not really credit, but mm-hmm. like she, uh, she, she's okay with everything. She's not yeah. mad at no. Kinnicky well, at all. she's grateful that he's not cheating on her. Yeah, yeah, it's her main thing. Is she, yeah. But she doesn't even bring up the drag thing at all. Well, so, why would you? Yeah, you know, it's just a job. He's just acting. He's performing. Yeah, he's just performing. And it's no big deal, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't yeah. be a big deal. Well, and I think that's a little bit of a problem I have with the drag show in general mm-hmm. is, like, gay erasure. 
going on too. All the drag performers seem to be heter- man. heterosexual mm. men. You know, there was no. I mean, like, and it's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a heterosexual men can dress in drag as well. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're gonna have like a drag club, it just felt very 1980s. We're gonna. It was a very safe. Yeah, uh, there was no real reference to like. Well, we remember this was on CBS, right? Yeah, uh, one of those. NBC, CBS. They they weren't. Pushing yeah, it was, any boundaries it was, at the time. Regardless, it was network TV. Yeah, they, they weren't were, going to put homosexuality no. or de- depict it in any way. Yeah. But they went so far to make a drag show, but they were like, no, we're not going to have any like mm-hmm. gay people there. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. But, I mean, so she's just relieved that he hasn't been uh, cheating on her. And then at this point, we meet Lieutenant, I don't know. I, I don't know his name. We've we've seen him before, though, and he comes up again. Does he? he? He's always a detective in these shows. Now, he might be in a, in a different show. I don't oh, know. Right. But I know I've seen him many he, times as a detective. And I feel like he's from something else, and I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, he felt very um, familiar. I don't know where he would be from, but he had. But maybe it's just the role he's playing. He's playing like the homicide. No, detective, he's familiar. I know him from somewhere. And he he has a very like hard life kind of a voice. I don't. We'll see him again. I'm fairly well, I'm certain sure. of it. I'm fairly certain of it. Well, it might. He may even come up next time we see Kinnicky and Victoria. Mm, no, because that's in New York, I think, though. No, that was L.A. No, San Francisco. This takes place in San Francisco. Well, this is in San Francisco, yeah. but in the next time we see them, I'm not sure if it's San Francisco. I yeah. don't remember where I don't know, are. because he has a new job, apparently. Regardless, <laughs> they're trying to investigate the murder. They pick up the gun. Mm-hmm. They see that it has, like, a smooth handle or something, so they can get maybe prints off of it. Nitric test of some sort, of, well, which I've never really heard of. It's a nitric acid test is what Jessica says. Right. But she's over by a bird playing with a but bird. But I think that's a, uh, it's not a ballistics test, but what is it when they know that you have gunpowder residue on your Yeah, hand? that's what they were trying to find. Yeah. It was actually nitric, it was supposed to be a test on him, mm-hmm. because gunpowder residue remains on your skin for a while. Yeah, for a little bit, yeah. So, um, and she's like all up his butt about that. Like, hey, have you done the test? Have you done the test? Have you done the test? And really, she kind of blackmails into getting information about this case, which I think is a little bit too pushy. He's a cop. He's doing his job. Don't interfere in the investigation. Yeah, she really kind of... Just don't. She pushes herself in. But I think we're supposed to be okay with that because it is a relative adjacent person. Like, it's not her because the lieutenant's partner says she's cute. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, so so she gets away with it. She gets away with a lot because she's cute. Because she's cute. But yeah, she she's trying to push them for this nitric acid test because she says there's only a few hours you can take yeah. that test mm-hmm. after that it will be effective. And I don't think my future nephew-in-law is mm-hmm. guilty, and I want you to take this seriously. Right. And they kind of blow her off, and she meets up with Kaniki, and he's just happy to see her. He's still in his... Although I loved him getting wolf-whistled at. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'll put this shoe in your mouth or whatever. And the guy wolf whistled and started laughing. Yeah. Because he thought it was hilarious. And I thought that scene was just funny because, yeah. Yeah. That's a funny scene. So she meets up with him and she tries to get his side of the story. Mm-hmm. And I love this part where he's like, I don't know what to say. And she's like, I'll tell you what to say. <laughs> now sit down. <laughs> now sit down. <laughs> and we find out that he was... Unhappy doing what he was doing. Yeah, as a, like Mr. Incredible in the insurance department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. He's Mr. In, Mr. Kanicki, Mr. Incredible Kanicki. Yeah. Um, he he had he did have a job because she's like, well, he gives her his side of the story. He mm-hmm. says he went in there to talk to um, 
Martin Landau to get out of his contract. Mm -hmm. He wanted to get paid, get out of his contract. Mm -hmm. He walks into his office. The room's dark. He steps on a gun. Mm -hmm. He picks up the gun. He's like, hey, you drop this? You drop this. And, and they like, turn the chair you? around. And, and he's dead. And that's when they walk in on him. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, he catch the killer! Catch the killer! <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> and he, he hightails it out. So he looks guilty as sin. Yes. Jessica doesn't necessarily not believe him, but she's also like, you've lied to your fiance. She hates liars. And she does not lie. She doesn't cotton we the liars. We have well established her hatred for liars. But he explains to her, she's like, you told her, Victoria, mm -hmm. that you worked in insurance. And he said, I did work in insurance, but I was so depressed mm -hmm. telling people that they would be rich after they died <laughs> that I ended up, I don't, I guess he got fired. I think he got fired. Yeah, he got fired. So he ended up getting fired and he just took this job. It was kind of acting like, mm -hmm. so he figured he could do it for a couple of weeks until Victoria came out. Mm -hmm. And then I think he was going to. Well, and that way he would have some money. For their, like, honeymoon. Yeah, stuff. because yeah. they're supposed to get married and everything. And he was just miserable. And I guess being, you know, doing the drag show was at least... He didn't it's mind performing. The, he didn't mind the drag show. He just no. didn't like Martin Landau. Yeah, he didn't like being um, held back, you know. He was broke, and Martin Landau was like, oh, well, I'm not going to give you money unless you do this for me. Right. And I, you know, that's... That's robbery right there. So then he kind of gives her, a, like, a rundown of the other suspects. Mm-hmm. We've got Barbara, who is supposedly having an affair with Al. Supposedly. supposedly. I don't think she was. I don't think she was. Mrs. Drake mm -hmm. uh, would inherit the, the club, mm -hmm. and she'd be able to do whatever she wanted to do with mm -hmm. it. Michelle, a.k.a. Mike. Michelle, a.k.a. Mike. Was supposed to buy the club. Was supposed to buy the club, and Martin Landau had refused him. Mm -hmm. And then you have Bill Peterson and Freddie Two Time, mm -hmm. who were trying to get out of the contract. They were locked in this crazy, stupid seven-year contract <laughs> yeah. that they couldn't get out of. What an odd time, too. Seven years, not like four or five, seven. I feel like I it's mean, like a seven a lucky signing, number. Who's signing a seven-year contract? I don't contract? know. That seems really long. And like, it feels like for you, the performer. Mm -hmm. You don't have any room to negotiate a higher pay for yeah. seven years. Seven years, you're stuck at that. I would say two at the most. Yeah. I would say a year would yeah. be best. Like, let's go for a year, see how... Well, I don't know. Three at the most. Three at the most? Yeah, two would be fine. A year is almost uh, too too short of time. Too short of time to maybe establish like a kind of... To establish of who you are. Who you are. Yeah, so, yeah I would say... Two two years, I think, would be ideal mm -hmm. for pretty much everyone. The The... the the owner gets to know if you're draw. Right. And you get to have time to, like, perfect it. But so let's talk more about contracts. I'm kidding. Contract <laughs> negotiations? I think we have beaten this seven-year contract to death. <laughs> Seven years is ridiculous. It That's is. All I'm saying. It is. It is ridiculous. So Mrs. Drake then fires Barbara. Mm -hmm. assume, I, I assume because of the rumors. I think so, yeah. It, that's how it came off. It, but again, it's not really brought up. It's and really she, not. She says to Barbara, she's like, I can see how he couldn't get anything done around here without you. It's going to mm -hmm. be hard for you not to be here. You're fired. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. So she gathers her stuff. Jess is, like, waiting outside with the cab with the meter running, just waiting for her to come downstairs. Just waiting for some gossip. And she's like, Barbara, come here, come here, come here. Get in the cab, get in the cab. I'll pay it. 
Uh, okay, and I've learned uh, from IMDb trivia, the reason why they never made Jessica learn how to drive mm-hmm. was because it put her in a cab in the back seat with characters right. to give you, like, a good excuse to have them to, like, have to face-to-face yeah. without actually driving or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just a way to get... Oh, I love the fact she doesn't drive. I yeah, think I, think awesome. it's, I think it's a nice little, yeah. little quirk. And Barbara then again goes I don't her. like driving either. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Um, Barbara kind of goes through all the stuff again and she's like I don't gossip Mm -hmm. but here's the gossip but here's the gossip (laughs) and we go back to Mike and Mrs. Drake who are meeting clandestinely Mm -hmm. uh, overlooking the Alcatraz prison at San Francisco Bay they're like we need to get our story straight yeah and it's so funny because like they both think the other one might have murdered oh wait did we miss their kissing Oh, their have, kiss- we, have we passed their kissing oh, scene? No, we can go back to their gross kissing. Oh my god, that was disgusting. His tongue came out first. He that was the first with thing. His tongue. Is- okay, when you French kiss, yes. <laughs> do you go in for the tongue first? <laughs> you tell me. I don't because know. Because you don't. We don't. Because that you don't is lead with the tongue. No, no, you kiss first, and then the tongue. Gets you don't in. lead like freaking Gene Simmons but, at a kiss yeah, concert. Yeah, and that's what I saw was just tongue. It was a wet, that was not waggly even, tongue. That was not a Hollywood kiss. And I feel like the poor actress just, she is a professional. Because <laughs> she must have seen that coming like, oh boy. That was a scary tongue. That, that was a scary that was, moment that was her. That was a scary tongue. I'm just saying, it was scary. <laughs> but anyway, apparently they really like each other. Okay, apparently. Okay. And, um, yeah, and so they're they, talking they about who done it. Yeah, they basically they're like, oh, "I didn't do it," and the and Mike's like, oh, "I didn't do it." And they're both like, "But, you but if did. you did do it, <laughs> this worked out really great for us." So I'm just telling you, if you did do it, it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and they both end up with this hug, and both of their faces are like, "Uh oh, did he do it? I think he did it. I think he's a murderer." Um, and then his face is, "I think she did it. I think she's a murderer." <laughs> As they're hugging, and I thought that was really funny. That was really funny. That was cute. Oh, by the way, they did not do it. Well, okay. They did not kill him. For anybody who was, like, sitting on the edge of their teeth. That would have been too obvious. Were you ever sitting on the edge of your teeth? I was. It is hard to do. You have to be in a certain state of mind to sit on the edge of your teeth. (laughs) But, yeah, they didn't do it. Jessica Fletcher shows up uh, to the lieutenant again. Asks if he's done the nitric acid test. Finally, he says he mm-hmm. has. What's the results? No gunpowder. No gunpowder. But he could have been wearing gloves. And she's like, No, no, no. Yeah. You can't have his fingerprints. fingerprints and say he was wearing gloves. It doesn't work like that. No. So basically, at this point, Kanicki's off off the hook. Yeah. He, he she posts bail for him, which is super nice, and buys yeah. him a suit. Yeah. And no, that was the same suit he was wearing in the beginning. No, he thinks Because I know, but it was a five-piece suit, and it was the same exact suit. I know because I was looking. So you don't think she bought it for him? She thinks she just picked it up for I him? I think maybe she just picked it up for him. It was the same suit. Because okay. he really wanted pants. Well, he didn't want and to appear how would the... she know his size? That was amazing to me. How does anybody in these shows okay. know each other's sizing? Here's the thing. I have so much faith in Jessica Fletcher. I didn't even think about, like... <laughs> How would she know his size? <laughs> I was like, oh, she figured it out. She knows. She just got it. She just knows. She got it. She looked at him once. Well, you know, she it. probably does know. But I, that was the same suit from the beginning scene. I don't think it was. It was. It was cream. She knows it was his, five Maybe piece. she knows his taste. It was nice. There's no way because that suit was the exact same one, I guarantee it. So 
what we know is the lieutenant gives Jessica a 15-minute window of death. Mm-hmm. Because a gunshot would have been heard... During any other set except for the drumming. Freddy 2 t- time. Because yeah. Freddy 2 time was on the on the, the stage. He was playing his drums mm-hmm. because he gives his own rim shots. Yeah. Which is super obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, my God. And... Uh, well, I do that all the time. Yeah. When I'm telling my dad jokes, I go... Yeah, and it's super obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> and you laugh. And I'm like, hee, 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 because I'm funny. I win. I'm funny. <laughs> I win the laughter contest. <laughs> So he gives her a 15-minute window. It could only have been, been between 10.50 and 11.05. And I can't imagine sitting through 15 minutes of that terrible A Freddy two times? Oh, my God. That would have been the worst. I could barely understand his jokes. And the way they were delivered was just so skeezy. It, it was very, like, if a lounge, yeah. like a lounge act. If like a lounge like a, act was slime, it would be all over your body. Yeah. And it was just gross. I didn't like it. It was not good. No. It was not good. And so while they were talking about this, Freddie two times comes out and, <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, I was on stage, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And what, what are those things called? Is it a heavy bag? Is that what it is? No, it was the lights. of stage lights. Was it the stage lights? Mm-hmm. Uh, stage lights come crashing down, nearly killing Freddie two time and <laughs> Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. And he dives off the stage, ends up in the hospital. Yeah. So then the next day, <laughs> Jessica finds out where the lieutenant. This is a. This is too much. Yeah. This is really going into. This is where. Boundaries. This is where you're like, hey. You've crossed the line. You've now. crossed. This is a boundary. Yeah. Miss, Mrs. Fletcher, but she shows up at the lieutenant's house like bright and early in the morning. Mm-hmm. She wakes him up, and she. They're still kind of going over who it could have been. Mm-hmm. And I think he still thinks it's Kanicki, I believe. Right. I mean, like, right? I don't, I don't know at this point. In fact, like, nobody is really I a suspect. I think he still feels like Kanicki is, like, the prime suspect. But she still offers up, like, well, there's, like, four other people who have, like, yeah. more of a motive than he did. Mm-hmm. He only worked there for two weeks. He was just trying to get his money. Like, I don't think he, he's not, he doesn't have a history of violence or anything. Right. So I don't think he did it. So they they have their conversation. She meets Freddie two time and his agent at the hospital, just kind of checking up on him. Yeah, he's fine. Like, they're celebrating, drinking champagne. Th- that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're celebrating. I was trying to remember why that scene. Or is was it even... champagne? Champagne. Champagne. Yes, that's how you pronounce it. But they're it. basically celebrating that Ma- Martin Landau's dead. Martin Landau's dowel. I think I just said Martin Landau's dead. Yeah. Because now he's free from his contract. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a contract with the club. He had a personal contract with Martin Landau. Mm-hmm. So he can just up and quit whenever he wants. So they're celebrating this guy's death. She sees that and she's like, okay. <laughs> so then she goes and meets, she goes to a, uh, a golfing range or mm-hmm. a, a driving range where she sees Mrs. Drake, who's there with Fritz. And this is what I wanted to say. This is like the pet's episode (laughs) (laughs) she has you know when martin landau's first shot she's over by the bird right right when she goes and meets lieutenant at his office or his house when there's a cat and it's the first thing she goes to she goes that's a beautiful cat and then when she meets mrs drake at the driving range she sees fritz and she's like that's a marvelous dog i forgot about fritz being in this episode yeah. Even though I mentioned him in the beginning. <laughs> it's okay. He doesn't, this is like only really the second time he comes up. But what I liked about that, it was another way of showing Jessica Fletcher as being super shrewd mm-hmm. by getting into people 
through their pets. Right. Up until that point, the lieutenant hates her. And yeah. he hates her even more that she's, like, barged in on him. Oh, yeah. First thing in the morning. But she doesn't, like, start in directly with, like, oh, my nephew-in-law mm-hmm. is innocent. She started in with, that's a beautiful cat. What's yeah. the cat's name? Oh, that's a nice name. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Here's Fritz. Oh, what a nice dog. Always it, talk about people's kids or pets. You can make a friend are, instantly. Exactly. And it was I thought it was really kind of a cool insight into, mm-hmm. like, trying to get information out of people. So she goes back to her hotel room, mm-hmm. which is, like, super loud. They're, like, doing construction. She says Noah's building an ark next door. Yeah, and she's like, I'm so tired I could sleep through Armageddon. <laughs> she goes, she tries to go to sleep, but it really is too loud for her to yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, so she puts a pillow over her head, like you do. Like you do, mm-hmm. and that's when she remembers something, or <gasps> she thinks of something. So yeah. she goes back to the lieutenant and said, he died, he got shot earlier. The reason why we didn't hear anything is there was a silencer. He's like, like, oh, that gun doesn't have a silencer. And she's like, no, not that kind of silencer, a pillow. He put a pillow over it to muffle the sound. Remember the feather she found at the beginning? Yeah, and they, everyone thought it was the, the bird's feather. Yeah. He said, well, it can't be because the pillow's here. And she's like, no, no, no. Look at these crime scene photos. Yeah. And he's like, how'd you get crime scene photos? <laughs> and she's like, Charlie, who thinks I'm cute, gave them to me. <laughs> Which is just awesome. Yeah. So she's just getting, like, crime scene photos. And she's like, in the crime scene photo, the pillow's not on the settee in here, mm-hmm. but it's here now. Yeah. So someone was trying, was afraid we noticed that it was, the pillow wasn't here, so they tried to, to move mm-hmm. it into here. And he, he notices that the settees are in all the rooms. Yeah. It was a bulk purchase, because people bulk purchase. <laughs> bulk purchase settees. Settees, I guess. I don't know. I didn't know you could do that. I need a bulk purchase settees. So she takes them everywhere. So she takes them onto the stage. And this is great. She's like, stand right there. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, just stand right there. Mm-hmm. And she walks off the stage. She's like, don't move, whatever don't. you do. She's like, you're not going to move, right? And he's like, no, I'm not going to move. And she drops a heavy bag. <laughs> heavy sandbag on him. A heavy sandbag on him. And he jumps. And she's like, you moved. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you nearly killed me. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, of course I moved. And she's like, I could hear it coming. And she's like, exactly, you could hear it coming. Mm-hmm. Freddy two so times. So there was no need for Freddy two times to dive off the stage. Yeah, he had plenty. He would have had plenty of time to, yeah, like. move out of the way. But he was being overly dramatic. So mm-hmm. now it's, and we found out also that the, the rope was cut by acid, so it could be timed in a certain right. way. So Freddy two times was being very dramatic, mm-hmm. and he shows up, and he's like, all you can prove with this is that I didn't need to jump off the stage. Yeah. That's it. You don't got anything on me. You can't prove. I was still on stage Mm -hmm. doing my set when he died. And they say, no, the killer used a pillow to muffle the sound of the gun. The -hmm. the killing could have happened earlier before your set. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well. That doesn't prove anything. So suddenly they're back in his room. They're back because in his that was room. a fast cut. Because I was like, "Wait, how did they get back here?" Yeah, they're back in his dressing room. He's been established as having the only dressing room that has a window. Mm-hmm. She's like, "This pillow that was in Martin Landa's office mm-hmm. is actually your pillow for your city because it's the only one that's sun faded. Sun faded, and he just gives up the game. And you know, with circumstantial evidence like that, you could totally be found innocent. Yeah, I mean." A pillow? A pillow? Nothing else? 
Or you could somebody be, could have easily yeah, framed so, him. Someone, someone came into. I don't know what to tell you. Someone came into my and took the pillow. The pillow. The murderer panicked and just grabbed the first pillow they could yeah. get at their hands. It's all on. circumstantial. This is nothing. So he should have just kept his mouth shut. He, he would have been just, just fine. He could have been on his way to Vegas to perform his like new sets or whatever that he has going. But then he's like, he gave me a shot. So I gave him a shot. So I gave him a shot. And then he follows it with. But um bum, <laughs> <laughs> and he actually says that, and I laughed. Yeah, it was the only joke Freddy two times ever told that made me laugh, and I don't think it was on purpose. Because <laughs> 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 it wasn't the shot part that made me laugh; it was but um bum, because <laughs> it was a sad drumming. Yes. So and I thought that was hilarious. The, the episode wraps up with them, uh, with Victoria and Kaniki getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This very small ceremony. Mm-hmm. The lieutenant is there. Even the secretary, the office manager Every, was there. Like, I guess they don't have many friends out in San Francisco. Well, they've only been out there not very long. Kaniki's been out there for like a few months, but she had just come out five days before. Yeah. So. But they were just getting married. And then, uh, and we also find out that he's been offered a job in real uh, real estate. Yeah. But they're going to take a, a honeymoon in Hawaii that Jessica has fully paid for. Fully paid for. Already paid. And then Bill Patterson, the guy who's Freddie like, two times his agent. His agent's like, oh, I just got a call that you could do a, a, soap, a soap opera. Two days a week. Two days a week. You got to start on Monday, though. And they, they blow off their honeymoon. Completely. And if I were Jessica Fletcher, I would be so... Well, I, I don't know. You have to be like... Is excited a, for their opportunity. For their opportunity. And be like, well, there goes all my deposits, or I should take this trip to Hawaii. I would take it myself. I'd be like, See, well, which you... is why the first time I saw this episode, I was like, I better see her next week in Hawaii yeah. solving crime. She better be in Hawaii next yeah. week living and it I, up. And I better see Magnum in the background go running. Because I'm, sh- <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure those were non-refundable Oh, I'm tickets. sure. And yeah. I mean, that is a very generous gift. Yeah. Like a, Extremely. And they're just going to blow it off for mm-hmm. two days a week on a soap opera, which, I mean, it's great. It's just, it's, it's, it's an opportunity. It's but I you also feel bad because it. I feel like Victoria is always putting her life off for Kaniki. Well, she really she is. She really, I mean, she really is. And she but really I don't him. I don't see, like, that's as a big deal because she just loves him so much. She is, I and mean, that's, she's happy What to she's be doing is that is definitely her choice. She right. made it, and that is hers. Well, and to, and to be fair, Kaniki doesn't say, oh, we're canceling the honeymoon. Yeah. He honestly, he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, so he asks Aunt Jess. He asks Jess, and Aunt Jess says, I don't I, usually give advice, and I love the lieutenant behind her. He makes the, the funniest, funniest face. That was a great. I don't know if that was an actor's decision or, right. or what. I, I'm going to say it was his decision. Gotta be. Gotta be. And he's like, I don't usually give advice. But, but I, I say, say go, go for, for it. it. And when she says, I don't usually give advice, he gives her like, oh, brother. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, she definitely gives advice. So. Because of several times in this episode, she was told, look, you're a nice lady. Mind your own business. <laughs> Mind your own business. Because that is the recurring theme in every single episode of Murder, she wrote. You're a nice lady. Mind your own business. That and Charlie thinks you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. Isn't Nantucket in Maine? I just know there was an old man from there. I know a dirty limerick about it. Yeah. But I don't... I thought where, it was in Maine. Nantu- because, Nantucket? like, when um, somebody's telling her to go back where she came from, 
and it was yeah <laughs> back where you came yeah and it was from. like go back to Nantucket yeah and she goes I'm from Maine and I was like well isn't Nantucket in Maine or is that where is Nantucket maybe it's in Massachusetts is it oh yes is it yes okay oh yeah, yeah okay yeah I was uh, confusing Maine with that okay gotcha. But she also says, uh, also another interesting thing that, that came up was when she's talking to Kanicki in the, the, the police station, she's like, well, we've never had, an, um, nobody's ever killed anyone in my family. Yeah, except, except for, for one a guy, soldier. A, a soldier in 1777, and the red coat shot first. And I'm sorry, she's British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I don't know, she's trying to play... American? Well, yeah, she's playing American, but a lot of Maynards are British descent. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you don't want to be a royalist. Maynards? Yeah, that's why I call them Maynards. <laughs> are, they, are they Maynards? I think they are. I think that's a weird, weird thing to call people. Well, what do you call Nabubians? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Nabubians. Right? That's a weird thing to call them. Exactly. Yeah. So, how did, what were your thoughts of the episode this week? How did you feel about it? Well, it made me want to watch a real drag show. Yeah. You know, because, like, the, they're really fun. Oh, my God. What, what? What did you just read up? All right. I just pulled up IMDb trivia. <laughs> okay. First one. Hmm. This is going to blow your mind. Is it? This is going to blow. This is okay. The... Hold on. Hold on. Let me prepare my mind. I don't want it, like, blowing out of my head. Okay. This is. Okay. Although in the Murder, She Wrote universe, mm-hmm. George Clooney is best known for playing Kip Howard. In Murder, She Wrote, No Laughing Matter, 1987. Mm. His first role in the series was an uncredited part as a waiter in this episode. <gasps> what? He's the waiter. Was, I was he the one who was sent to back. go back? Yes. yes, that was <gasps> him. Oh, my God. I didn't recognize him at all. I, it was like Andy Garcia all over again. Oh, my God. I didn't even recognize him. He was so young. So young. He was so young. He was like a baby. What was he, like 12? <laughs> Must have been. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> Not at all. Wow. that That's fun trivia. Oh, here's another one. What? I mean, I don't want this to Who else am I missing? No, 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 no. This is interesting, though. The title is based on the common expression, birds of a feather flock together. The mm-hmm. expression has been around since at least the 16th century as birds of one kind and color flock and fly always together. Okay. The phrase in French is le cage en folie, okay. which is the title of a play, movie, and Broadway musical about drag queens. Oh, really? I thought I thought she called, I thought the episode was called Birds of Feather because it was the feather that she figured out. Yeah, what well, was happening. they're on different levels than us. <laughs> they're we're, uh, they're operating all over the place. We, we're we're just <laughs> poor plebeians in their universe. <laughs> Guess so. One more. I'm sorry. One more. Okay, the character Bill Pater- Paterso. Uh-huh. Oh, Patterson. Someone that misspelled it on <laughs> Paterso. <laughs> Bill Paterso. <laughs> I wish I'd read these at the beginning. I'd be calling him Paterso this whole time. That would be great. Okay. The character Bill Paterso Uh tells Jessica to go back to Nantucket, and she corrects him saying Maine. Right. Nantucket is in Massachusetts. Ah, there you go. She should have said, she should have said Cabot Cove. Wait, what? What? I don't, I don't understand that. Okay. Okay. You can't go 100% with what the people on IMDb say. They're, they're. Frankly, scary. But yeah, Nantucket's in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, I was confusing it. I don't know why she would be like. I confuse Massachusetts and Maine a lot. Right. And I really shouldn't. Well, no, because Massachusetts used to be part of Maine. Did it now? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm from Virginia. We learned a lot about colonies growing up. I don't remember that fact. 
All right, name all the 13 colonies. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Anyway, (laughs) I would just like to thank everyone for Mm -hmm. listening. I mean, all of you. Yes. We've gotten a lot of nice feedback. Yeah, we have. And from surprising countries, too. I didn't think we would have anybody listening to us from the Netherlands. We are international, Uh, But that's really cool. That's great. So, that's cool. Thanks. So, uh, I lost my train of thought. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, Next week, we're back in Hawaii. We're going to hope we're not going to have another China doll situation. You know, I think at the time, Magnum P.I. was super cool. But I think if you watch it now and if you genuinely like it, you have some issues. I would, if you ironically love it for its iconic, uh, if you grew up on it, if you were a twelve-year-old boy who grew right. grew up on Magnum PI, I can say that you can still like it, but you should also recognize the fact that it's problematic. Yes, it is like, extremely it's, problematic. It's like it's like when you watch like Bill and Ted's Excellent mm-hmm. Adventure. I love the movie, love but they it. do use like slurs mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. uh, that are not acceptable. No. You know, but... should you, never be acceptable. That's never... not even being politically correct. That's just not being rude. Yeah, exactly. So... Just don't be rude. You can still appreciate the show because it's something maybe you grew up with, mm-hmm. but you also have to identify the places where it, it suffers. Exactly. Right now... Magnum P.I. is suffering. It's suffering. It is <laughs> suffering. It's it is life support. It is not holding up well through the test of time. Well, especially, I think, to, people, I think especially the imagery, to people who have never seen it before, really. Exactly. I think the imagery of Magnum P.I. is what sets itself apart. But, and and that it's it's iconic. It and you does. will always remember it for that. But when you actually go back to watch it, then right. you're seeing all of the issues that it has. Right. It's yeah. the reason why I've dressed up like Magnum P.I. for yeah. Halloween, even though I hadn't really watched because the show. Because it was iconic. Because it was like Hawaiian shirt, tight jeans. Everybody Detroit knew who Tigers, you were. Detroit Tigers hat. I'd yeah. grow my mustache out for, you know. For... Exactly. I dressed up like Connor from Assassin's Creed. Nobody knows who I am. Yeah. But apparently, you go out as Magnum P.I. Everybody knows Everybody who you are. Everybody knows who you are. But it's like yeah. you don't really know the show. So we know the show now. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're hoping it gets better, but I doubt it. He has a very fragile ego. Very fragile. Very fragile. He's I'm a kind little of, flower. I'm kind of lear- looking forward to the, the fiery indignation that's in our future. Oh, I'm not. So anyway, I don't like getting angry. If you want to get in touch with us, you can always get t- in, touch with us, in touch with us at Google. No. Mag- no. It's, not, it's <laughs> never at. Email is never at unless it's at Gmail. I know. I was going to say... You can okay. get in touch with us on Google. <laughs> well, yeah, really, it's in email form. Just here, let, let's to, start this again. If you want to contact it us is, in it, email format. <laughs> all you have to do is say, Magnum, okay, no, no, this is all you have to say. Email us, magnumshewrote at gmail.com. God, you're sexy. I know. <laughs> I'm on fire. Twitter, at magnumshewrote. Boom. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to complicate it. Yeah. By making full sentences. Oh. Just just tweet stuff out as you talk. <laughs> you can cut out all sorts of words. It makes life easier. <laughs> just cut them out. Just cut them out. It's all, it's all just word pasta yeah. anyway. Yeah. No one's They'll listening. Figure it no out. one cares. <laughs> Whatever. What, what? What was that? What was I that was gesture? Ju- I was gesturing you to say, I love you. Uh, no, well, I'm not really the one who says it. Oh, you're not ready? You're the one who says it. Je t'aime. Uh, doesn't that mean my name? No, this is Je m'appelle. Oh, right. Je t'aime means I love you. Oh. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye.